Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Welcome, everyone, to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and I am Charlie speaking. And I'm Eva Lewandowski. Want to say welcome again, and the mission of Corporate Talk is that we leave no stone unturned to do whatever we can to make a difference in the workplace, even as one person. Our companies need us now more than ever, but they need our A-game. That's exactly right, and that's a fine mission. That's a fine mission, and that's <laughs> what we're doing. We're trying to enhance and nurture our A-game collaboratively, right? Exactly. So how is Eva? I'm fine today, thank you. And how are you? Uh, I'm okay. He's struggling. Um, yeah, we're doing okay. I have some construction going on outside here. <laughs> Always. So I want to mention to everyone um, in New York City, we, Charlie and Eva, will be speaking at the Hotel Pennsylvania on October 23rd. That's Thursday at 6 p.m. Um, we have a nice little presentation planned, a little cocktail hour reception as well. So if anyone is interested, just email us, ctradioinfo at gmail.com, or, of course, go to my website, Charlie Speaking. And you can also go to the Care Fan page. Or the Care Fan page. Or tap the person next to you on the shoulder. <laughs> because everyone knows Because everyone it. knows about it. Yes. Um, we're hoping today to catch up with an old friend, George Hathaway. Yes. Um, I think, you know, and we'll wait for George, but we have some challenges here in leadership land because that word is too freely used, leader or leadership. Well, I think it, I, I think it is freely used, but I also think that it's always used in the context of, you know, only at certain levels can you lead and only at certain positions can you start to lead when basically George and, and you and I are all on the same page that you can lead from anywhere in the organization. Um, you, you would think be, that's true, right? Well, yeah. I mean, just because someone's a leader in title doesn't necessarily mean that they're leading. It's on us to make that change. And in order to step out as a leader, even if it's of ourself and with our behavior, we may have to make some changes. It takes action. It's not going to happen on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, we as a group need to trust that we can take that action and it won't come back negatively, right? Right. Um, and and you know that's always a challenge. I mean, I'm in I'm in a situation currently where everybody's good, real good at what they do. We're all leaders. We're all shared leaders. Mm-hmm. But we don't come out and say it and lead as much as we should. Oh, that's absolutely true. Because so many people have fear around it, right? I don't know what the fear is because, um, again, if you look at the economy and you look at what we bring to the table in our corporations or in our businesses or whatever we do, it's more challenging now than ever, Mm -hmm. right? So we have to get past the tell me what you want me to do and more towards here's how I think we should proceed. That's the challenge. Yeah, it really is. It is the challenge. Um, so, okay. So tell us a little bit, E, about the, uh, the seminar that you offer to help us get past the fear. Well, right now it's entitled From Stage Fright to Stage Sun. And it's all about helping people to overcome stage fright. But the way I look at stage fright is it's more than just getting up and doing a presentation. Typically, when people have stage fright, they also have the inability at many different points to speak up. 
You know, we're afraid of being judged. We're afraid of the unknown. We're afraid of many things. So some people have stage fright. Um, like for me, it was all the time. So I would have stage fright if I was just even in a conference room in the beginning of my career, just, you know, having to introduce myself or ask a question. Hmm. But for other people, you know, some, some people have no issue doing presentations, but maybe they have issues doing presentations in front of an executive committee. So it's, or they have trouble getting on the radio. You know, there's so many times we'll ask people, do you want to come on, on the radio and ask a question like, Oh no, I can't possibly do that. And so my course addresses all of that because I've been to Toastmasters. I've been to other presentation classes and they're all great, but they don't address the fear because most of the people that run those classes have never actually had the fear and have never had stage fright. And having stage fright is very different than just having just a few butterflies in your stomach, right? You know, stage fright can be to the point where you completely lose your train of thought. You're shaking, you're turning red. It's, it can, be a disaster. So. Oh, it's absolutely um, legit. I agree. And it mm-hmm. um, prevents us from becoming the leader we may be. Oh, it absolutely prevents and it, us. It forces us to leave our greatness in our head. Correct. Right? Yes. I will say, though, that um, there doesn't seem to be any stage fright when you're yelling at me. No, and, and I find the same with you, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> No, we are we are absolutely um, 100% authentically ourselves at that point. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have a really talented guest with us. Yes, we do. Um, and he's been with us before, yes. but not for a while. So we want to catch up. I have a lot to say today, so put your seatbelts on, hopefully. But should um, George put his seatbelt on? No, there? he could handle it. Um, so... Um, let me introduce our special guest today, George Hathaway, author of Leadership 20. George, are you with us? Uh, Charlie, thank you. Hi, Eva. How are you doing? Hi, George. Good. How are you? I'm doing great. And by the way, I've never heard either of you uh, yell at each other. <laughs> Not on air. <laughs> Wait till the break. <laughs> Um, okay. No, George, welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Why don't you just um, share your website and some of what you're doing with our guests, our listeners, before we start? Oh, and the name of your new book. Yes. Oh, I will. Thank you. Um, yeah, my website is leadership21, uh, the number 21, uh, dot uh, biz, and it's about leadership for the 21st century which we're going to talk about in in some detail today. Um, And uh, my latest book is Leadership Secrets for Everyone, Being a 21st Century Leader. And we'll talk about where that comes from and the ideas behind it. Uh, But it's uh, brand new. It just hit the the, uh, stores and and online um, this week. And I'm excited to uh, be able to announce that on your show. Thank you. Um, Oh, please. Thank you, right? Uh, if there's one thing we need is insight around this. I'm going to mm-hmm. ask, you know, uh, some maybe off-the-cuff questions, right? Like uh-huh. we want to know what the secrets are, but we also want to know why are they even secrets, right? What's the secret? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Good. Um, well, you know, would you like me to respond to that? Oh, yes, please. Yeah, well, let me just quickly say, um, what I find is that when I talk to people about these secrets, they say, you're right, uh, these aren't secrets, we know this. Uh, and, and what I like to say to them is, I know you know it, but do you do it? And that's mm-hmm. what makes it a secret. In other words, it's, it's something that people uh, would agree uh, would have to be done in terms of good leadership behavior. But the real question is, um, have you kept it a secret? <laughs> right. In terms oh, of your behavior, yeah. right? Um, no. You know, so, George, it drives me crazy when in social media land, everybody is out there cutting and pasting leadership quotes, which speaks exactly uh-huh. to what you just said. But what are we doing? Right. right. It's easy to pay, cut and paste, but we need uh-huh. to... Walk, how do you say that? Walk the talk. Yes. Right? 
That's absolutely that's the issue, and that's why we need your book, right? Um, Um, Okay, good. No, it's true. I mean, I I worked in a company recently. All they did was talk about leadership, 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 while the stock went from fifty to one. (laughs) So. Right. What do you do with that? Right. Where are the leaders? Right. Mm-hmm. So no, well, it's interesting. May, uh, um, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say one of the observations, and and perhaps um, I should have seen this many years ago, but in, in these last few years, I've come to understand that there are really two types of leaders. There are people leaders, and they are responsible to inspire individuals to do better work or to. Um, work uh, faster, more productive, or to help cut costs, whatever that might be. Then there's thought leadership, which is the thinking about what new things should we be doing in, say, in the corporate world, for example. How can we be better in our competition? What can we do to increase our stock price? Uh, should we merge with other companies? Uh, what new products should we get into? These are thought leadership issues. But then on the on the lower end of the scale in an organization, the people who are actually doing the work need people leaders. They need leaders who actually understand their people, who communicate well, who uh, sell to them, because a lot of times good leaders have to convince others about adopting a new idea or a task. They need to be able to support their people. They obviously need to motivate them. There's a whole host of issues around people leadership, which are separate from thought leadership. But let me say this. What I've found is that's 20th 20th century thinking. And the 20th century is over, folks. (laughs) It is now the 21st century. And what we really need today are people who are both thought leaders and people leaders. Because just because you have a good idea doesn't mean it's going to get implemented. Mm-hmm. And just because you can get people to do work doesn't mean they're going to do the right work. So we need people in a leadership position who are able to think creatively, who are able to be innovative. They need to think ahead to the future. But then they also need to be able to turn around and talk uh, eloquently to a group of people to inspire them to actually achieve those great thoughts that they have. And I think that's the key for the 21st century that all of us need to adopt. Um, George, very well said, mm-hmm. right? I was going to say, George, right earlier, mm-hmm. that either the message is flawed and pe- people are listening and the message is flawed or people are not listening <laughs> to how and what we do and say about leadership. But I think you just answered that. Mm-hmm. I think the thought guys are listening to the thought guys and the people guys are listening to the people guys. And there's that 20th century gap. Well, just because you're right. a visionary doesn't mean you're a good leader of people. Yeah. Right. And so having both those skill sets is not that easy to have, you know, because a lot of times, you know, in the past, visionaries could be bullies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and not necessarily inspire the people that I was just going to say that. But to George's point, right, a bully won't inspire anyone. Right. So the bully doesn't fit in this leadership 21 model. No. Uh uh. Uh uh. Right. Right. Good work. Right. Yes. Well, it's, you know, it's interesting. We can look at a lot of different roles in society today. It isn't just business leaders we're talking about. We're talking about every one of us who's a leader. In other words, if you're a parent, you have a leadership responsibility to your children and to your spouse. Right. You you mm-hmm. have to inspire them. You have to communicate well. You have to um, solve problems for them. You have to be trusted by them. Uh, they have to uh, and, and you have to trust them. You have to respect them, right? How about if you're a teacher? Teachers are constantly leading their classroom as well as the parents of their children, their class, uh, their, their students. 
Yep. Um, and that means that, uh, that they use different techniques. Teachers use diff- different leadership techniques for the children versus the parents. Um, uh, no, this is, this is fantastic. I, I didn't want to just uh, step in and say we're going to take our first break, but uh, we want to hear more about this fantastic book and concept of Leadership 21. When we come back, before we go, I just want to say people are people, not resources. Um, and that's kind of what this model mm-hmm. uh, promotes. So stay with us, yes, please. Right. Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and our very special guest, George Hathaway. We'll be right back. And now let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest tonight is George Hathaway. And George is a consultant and an author, and his current book is entitled Leadership Secrets for Everyone and Being a 21st Century Leader, as opposed to your original book, which was Leadership Secrets from the Executive Office. And so I like um, I like what we were discussing before the break, George, about how different people can lead differently. And I liked what you were saying about the two types of leaders, the people leader and the thought leaders now in the 21st century has to be combined into one. So let's go back a little bit about, you know, when you were discussing about coaches and teachers and parents and leaderships and, and what you discuss in the book around those roles and how to lead. Yes, Eva, thank you. Um, by the way, I have to tell you that uh, listening to your uh, commercial at the break uh, was terrific about the CARE certification. Oh, thank I couldn't you. get over how, how, how important that is. I think it's a really powerful message that you have to offer there. Secondly, you had another commercial about a diet pill, which I think I'm going to call it. Guess we, <laughs> we say the same thing. So we say That's funny. <laughs> So let's talk about um, the fact that everyone is a leader. I, m- I mentioned how uh, parents are leaders of their, their teenage children, for example. What can a parent do to be a better leader, a better people leader? Let's take the people side of it, first of all. Certainly any child, any teenager especially, needs to have respect for their parents. They need mm-hmm. to trust the parents. They need to listen to the parents, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. certainly what, something we all hope as parents to be, uh, good leaders in that sense. So how do you get your children to trust you, to believe in you, and to listen to you as a parent? Well, I'm not a child psychologist, but I am a parent of three children, now three grandchildren, and, and I can tell you that integrity is fundamental to everything that a parent needs to do with children. In other words, you don't want to misrepresent or lie to your children. You don't want to scream at your children. You don't want to um, uh, maybe make uh, try to make them something, uh, uh, make them to do something they don't want to do. You need to sell them. You need to respect the children, and hopefully they'll turn return the respect for you. I think salesmanship is a really fundamental ingredient in good people leadership. That is, you've got a good idea. You cannot just speak it. You can't assume that people are just going to fall over backwards because you said so. You have to be ready to use good techniques for selling people on your ideas, and that's especially important for teenagers. They need to be sold on why they need to do the things that they need to do. That's one example. You know, I love Um, that because I I think you're so right on having to sell teenagers. I mean, especially teens. I mean, children are are smaller than teens. They seem to still be pretty malleable. But when they start wisening up, when they get a little bit older, you know, I think the what you talk about selling is is absolutely crucial. And anything that you were discussing earlier about leadership, you know, when it comes to children especially, I mean, now is the time to motivate and inspire them, not just bully them into doing what you want them to do. It's all about, you know, these great techniques to kind of inspire them to do better to, and then to respect sure. you in turn. Absolutely. Um, I'll give you some more examples just on the parent side of things. Um, 
you know, we, we really need to be listening to our children. Just because we are experienced parents doesn't mean we know everything. We mm-hmm. do need to ask the, ch- the kids what they think about an idea or what they feel in terms of what's right and wrong. You, we, you, you have an opportunity to learn from them, and by golly, you might actually learn something you didn't know. Even though they may be younger than you, you know something? They're living their lives every day. You're not. And so you need to listen to your children. And by the way, those uh, who are listening right now can also take this message and say, you know something? He's talking about management, too. Yes, I was just thinking that, George. I agree 100%. I am a listener, and I am taking that message. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, even radio talk show hosts are Mm -hmm. leaders. Right? You, you are affecting the thinking and behavior of other people. That's my definition of leadership. It's very simple. Affecting the thinking and behavior of others. Positively, hopefully. So you have a role as a leader in your, uh, your network to be able to inspire all, all of us to listen to you. You, you want to listen to us too. You want to ask questions along the way and find out what things your listeners want to hear or what things are of concern to them. I mean, we could go on and on. All the different people who have a role, a leadership role to play, should be figuring out how to communicate better, how to have better integrity, how to be uh, better salespeople, how to uh, inspire, how to support people, etc., etc. Imagine how high the ball would be. Right. Right. You know, I was just thinking that, too. But I was also thinking that, you know, that takes a lot of personal development work. Right. So in order to be able to do all of that, you have to work on yourself. You have to work on yourself. Good point, Eva. Very good point, because I think really good leaders are confident in themselves. They confident to the point where, number one, they're willing to admit their mistakes they're willing to admit that they don't know everything, that they want to talk to people to find out what the story is, right? Mm-hmm. You need to be willing. You need to be confident. You need to be, um, you need to use your brain. You got to think things through, especially when it comes uh, as a parent uh, coming uh, to, to uh, teenagers. Boy, you got to think things through and how you're going to say something. Another thing that I find is that some leaders try to act like uh, what they want is for people to like them. Yes, you have to be liked, but not at all costs, folks. You right. need to actually have some principles of behavior to others that you lead, right? And you don't want to praise lightly. This is a very important point in business especially. How about on the soccer field? Not everybody should be getting uh, the gold star on the team, right? Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. Just because you want them to like you. Uh, teachers, too. You can't, As a teacher, you can't be praising every child in the classroom the same way and giving them a small uh, token of, uh, of appreciation for that. You, you need to have principles, and you need to be able to say, look, Johnny is doing better than Mary, or Joanne is doing better than Billy. Well, that's fine, and guess what it does? It inspires the others to actually work harder and to do better. Same thing is true in business. Same thing is true with politicians. The same thing is true with clergy. The same thing is true with uh, doctors and lawyers, etc. You know, I agree with that. And then I, you know, I was also thinking about when you were saying that because what happens is when you overpraise, the praise becomes very hollow and it falls on deaf ears and the kids don't really believe it, especially the kids. But if you, but it can also get to the point where sometimes you may overpraise someone that maybe is naturally good at something and it's good to praise them for that to let those gifts out. But then also, make sure that they're also being pushed, right? I mean, there's yes. kind of a level there that that you can become complacent if you're really good at something to not push yourself to become even better at it. So it's tricky. Yes, we're good. Yes. Yeah. In fact, one of the chapters in the book is is a chapter on drive. 
what I mean by that is uh, it's pushing. It's saying we need to work harder or we need to work smarter or we need to achieve uh, better results, whatever it might be. We have to not only inspire people and motivate them, but we have to drive them in the, in the right direction. And we've got to encourage everyone that we lead to do better at what they do. Mm-hmm. Were you going to say something? No. Oh. No, I really like that because, and like back to what we were talking about earlier, is that you also then have to, you have to get to the place where you inspire yourself and motivate yep. yourself and push yourself so that when you do lead, you know what you're doing. Because sometimes yep. what you find is that you have leaders that really didn't do any of the work themselves. And then they wonder mm-hmm. why they're not having an impact on the people that are under them because they're not really speaking to what it is that inspires a certain group or a cer- certain right. type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So, Sorry, go ahead, George. Well, I was going to say um, one one important thing to do as a leader is to set goals or to establish a vision or some benchmark that people can strive for that says uh, we we need as a as an organization we need to achieve X and mm-hmm. you you set that placeholder. And as everyone is working toward, now again, this is, it could be a soccer coach, right? We want to be uh, the division leader at the end of the season. That's where we want to be. We want to grow. We want to do better. So then the question is throughout the season, are we doing better? Are we getting closer to our vision, closer to our goal? That is an important part of leadership. I think anyone listening who is in a leadership position, especially in the business world, knows if you don't have goals, if you don't have targets in terms of performance, it's very difficult to motivate people to move in a particular direction because they don't know why. Why am I going that way? If I don't know where we're going, why why am I taking this particular road, right? Mm-hmm. No, that's perfect. Um, I do want to talk about, we're about to take our second break, but I do want, when we come back from the break, I also have... Um, I want to talk about one of your blog posts, the one about my boss is an idiot, which I think that people will will really like and get a, get a lot of good information from. So um, please stay with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is George Hathaway. We'll be right back. Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on TalkZone. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is George Hathaway, and George is a consultant, and he is the author of Leadership Secrets for Everyone, Being a 21st Century Leader, which you can get on Amazon. You can also go to his web sh- website, his website nice. <laughs> at leadership21, the number 21.biz, B-I-Z. So, George, I like everything that we're talking about, as usual. Whenever you're here, we always like what we discuss with you. Um, we're always on the same page. And I liked, I was looking at your blog today, and I know that this blog's a little bit older, but I, I liked the title of it because I know so many people always say this, and I don't ag- always agree with it. However, there are times that you do have a toxic manager, and then, and the title of your blog post was My Boss is an Idiot, and you had some really good tips in there for what people should do and how they can lead to overcome that. I thought what you wrote was perfect. I don't know if you have that in front of you, but um, if you could talk to that oh, a little I bit, I think people would really appreciate it. Oh, I'd be happy to, yes. Uh, no, I have it in my brain, so I can do okay. <laughs> it very easily. Uh, 
first of all, let's go back to something that Charlie said before the pre, not this, but the first break. And that is about, um, managing things versus leading people, I believe is, is the point mm-hmm. you were making, Charlie. Mm-hmm. And it, that's a starting point on this discussion about my boss is an idiot, so what do I do now? What I have found in my years in business and leadership is that um, people get promoted in business to a position because they are best at what they were doing. And what mm-hmm. we have happened, and then they don't train them. And that's why I was impressed with your um, your care certification because uh, some everyone really needs to get a dose of, of leadership training. Um, and I found 92%, the research I found is that 92% of everyone who's in a leadership position in America has not had a single minute of leadership training. Absolutely. So what happens is, yeah, so what happens is someone who is being led by a leader who's not had training is dealing with someone who is completely ignorant of the leadership role. They may know how the business should run. They may not, they may not know how to manage money. They may know how to manage particular problems or design a product or whatever it might be, but they don't generally they don't know how to inspire people to communicate well etc so when you have that situation stop and think about what you should do if your boss is an idiot and obviously i've i've used the bold title to get people's attention on this but Mm -hmm. let's say your boss is not a very good leader you have the option you could say i'm just going to quit i'm going someplace else you could go to HR if you're in a large organization and get HR's help, right? Mm-hmm. But the best approach that I've found is put your leadership hat on, your own leadership hat, and consider that your boss is actually a follower. And now you have to educate your boss on what good leadership behavior means. And I'm talking again about more about people leadership than thought leadership, right? I'm mm-hmm. talking about how that leader relates to people. Is that leader communicating well? Importantly, how, how well is the leader listening to people? Does the leader have the right attitude? Uh, is the leader able to sell people on ideas? So let's take the selling as an example. So let's say that your boss says, um, we're going to do X, Y, or Z before the end of the quarter. And you know that it can't be achieved. Those goals are just ridiculous. We are not going to be able to achieve those goals. But your boss won't listen to you. So what do you say? Well, here's something. You can say that in in sales, there's something called the softening rebuttal, a technique that says, I'm not going to say no, right? Mm -hmm. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say, well, you know, I, I can understand why you feel that way. And if I were you, I'd feel the same way. But can we talk for a second? Can I can I give you a little different perspective than what you had? Um, one of the things that leaders who haven't had haven't been trained uh, do is they get very emotional. In other words, they're saying we have to do X, Y, and Z by the end of the quarter, and uh, if it's not being achieved, they get emotional and they get sometimes out of control. I've actually had managers who've gone out of control. Um, so you have to stay calm yourself, and you have to offer your help to dealing with it. And one of the things that uh, that good followers do is they engage in a relationship with their manager, a business relationship with their manager, with their boss, to say, let's work together. Let's figure out how we can do this together. Maybe you've made a mistake. And the boss is upset with you. You say, look, I'm sorry. You know, I'm not perfect. Um, I'll do better next time. Let's talk about what I did and how I could have done it better. There's all kinds of techniques that I talk about uh, in the book that can be turned around to be used by a follower dealing with a leader who is not a good leader. 
And that's what I really liked about the blog post because that's what we speak to in the care seminar about you. Mm-hmm. It's always up to us to be the leader. And I like what you said because I know that Charlie has done this and I've done it when we've been in situations. And of course we had already been working for quite some time at that point. But you know, when you have a leader that isn't really doing what they're supposed to do, you're absolutely right. I love that advice. Don't start yelling and don't start, you know, cause that's everybody's gut reaction. Well, that's never going to happen. How are we going to do that? But of course nobody says that in the meeting or if they do say mm-hmm. it, they just say it from this antagonistic standpoint instead of saying, right. Okay, I see what you're saying. I understand why we have to have this deadline, but here's why, you know, here's what we can do differently or here's what I think that we can get done or whatever. But it has to also be you have you have to also bring it up as you understand why the manager is bringing it up that deadline in the first place, right? Because they're so it's not a whiny complaint. You, yeah, that's exactly right. You don't right. want to be a whiny complainer. You want to be proactive and a collaborator and a teammate and also have your managers back as well as the teams back. It's tricky. If you go back to George's sure. earlier point, ideally you want the leader to say, what do you guys think? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then have them, collaborate that way and hopefully that uh that boss is an idiot concept won't happen right right Right. so to be proactive we could even be proactive and say hmm am i being asked what i think um maybe i should step up more because i don't want this to come down to i'm doing what i'm told right Right. and and with that stepping up comes responsibility and that's where people freeze. Yeah. Right? When we yeah. take on that responsibility, it's easier to say and to blame the organization and management for you un- to be for you being unhappy. It's much more difficult to be the one that steps up and and says, "Here's what I think we should do" and putting your own tush on the line. Yeah. Right. Tush. tush. <laughs> I have to tell you uh, in the last few weeks a lot has been said in the news about uh, cameras that police should be uh, wearing on their uniform, right? Uh, uh, I forget what they call it, the the, yeah. the cop cam or whatever that is. Yes. What if we had What if we had the leader cam, where uh, an, an individual who's being led? And again, it doesn't have to be just business, but uh, I, obviously this is all um, a theory. But let, let's say we had leader cams, where in a conversation with uh, between a leader and a follower, it doesn't go well, right? Wouldn't it be great if you could play it back to the leader and say, take a look at how we both behave in this situation. Thinking about it again now and taking a look at what you said, how you said it, what I said, how I said it, couldn't yeah, we do be, this better, right? Yeah, right. It, um, it, it kind of can. puts everyone a little more on an equal plane People-wise, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that speaks to what we say. You know, George, there's a lot of synergy here. Right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. In our seminar, we say uh, if your entire performance was shown on the evening news, how would you feel about that? You know. Oh my um, God! Sure. Uh, That's it's, exactly it's very, the point. Uh, we don't often see ourselves as other people do. True. And so it, it would be great if, if people could stop and say to themselves, you know, uh, you know, am I, am I coming across the way I should be? Does this person trust me? Do they think that I'm crazy? Do they think I'm an idiot? Right. Uh, what, what can I do to be better communicator? How can I be a better leader, et cetera? Yeah. Yep. Um, and on that, right, we talked about a lot so far. Mm-hmm. Where does trust fit in all of this? Well, trust, uh, I, let's go back to my point earlier about integrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a chapter in the book, and it's about how every leader needs to be um, honest, needs to actually uh, follow through and do what the leader proposes to do, that, in fact, um, 
won't misrepresent or uh, take take credit for what other people are doing. There are a whole host of things that I talk about in this chapter about integrity. If you have integrity, you are well on your way to, to having the trust of people you lead. Because they, uh, here's another point about integrity. If you make a mistake as a leader, admit that. Mm-hmm. Be honest mm-hmm. with people. Say, geez, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm sorry that I made that mistake. And I, I really need to understand from you how I could do that better. Wouldn't, if, if we had people who had as much confidence in themselves as, as, as possible, where they could actually admit to their mistakes, and and then look to make things better. Yep. Yep. But it takes um, confidence. It takes self confidence. Plus, we need to build on integrity. Maybe we had um, not not such a collaborative past, but we get it now, and we want to build integrity going forward, right? Well, and I think the best way to build integrity and the best way to build trust is to never throw anyone on your team under the bus. And you see that a lot. I, I, I thought in the last like 10 years, we were seeing that a lot more lately in leadership. Like yeah. they would just call people out and belittle people in meetings. That's not leading. That's bullying. And that's the biggest way to build trust is to make sure that you have everyone's back. And if there's an issue to talk to them on, you know, privately, but certainly not to be calling people out in meetings. And that's to me the biggest way to build trust and the best way to then have the people under you also watch your back. Excellent. You know, by leading, leading in that manner. Uh, that's absolutely true, Eva. Very good. Another thing, I, um, George, I'm going to stop you for a second because we're about to take our third and final break. We kind of did a you go, no, you You go go. in the background. Sorry, (laughs) we weren't leading. (laughs) We weren't leading. (laughs) We did not. We did not hear what you said about leadership at that moment, George. (laughs) But we are about to take our third and final break. Please stay with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we'll be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Okay, we are back. Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we are talking with our friend and special guest, George Hathaway, author of Leadership Secrets for Everyone, being a 21st century leader, and you can get that on Amazon mm-hmm. or in my briefcase if, <laughs> if I leave it open, um, or you can go to George's website, which is leadership slash no, just leadership 21 leadership 21 dot biz. Right, um, George. Great stuff, it really is. But I have a question, and that is where. Did this come from? Where was the source of all this unbelievable analysis? Uh, are you talking about, um, uh, you know, or? how do you become so insightful to write this book and make so many unbelievable points comparing parenting to business and realizing that if it's a lot of the concepts and techniques are, you know, oh, independent or, or common. Two, two answers to that. Let me give you the first one. Because I've made a lot of mistakes in my career as a leader. And I, I discovered uh, the impact of those mistakes and what my behavior was 
that caused those mistakes uh, to happen. Uh, secondly, um, because I've received emails from people all over the world on, on my uh, leadership secrets from the executive office, people who are telling me, you know, I'm a parent, and my husband got this book for me. Uh, he, he got it for his business, but I read it at home in the kitchen, and I'm going, wow, this is terrific. I can actually use some of these behaviors to become a better parent to my teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a doctor who um, said to me, uh, he was doing um, uh, back surgery for me. And in the conversation, uh, I had given him a copy of the book just because uh, he was my doctor. And he said, I read your book. Uh, I am a terrible leader of the nurses and the staff in my practice. I need your involvement. So I ended up doing some consulting for him. And it changed his whole business practice, his, his whole um, uh, attitude, and everyone in the he he was losing patience because people were not happy there. Uh, I've heard from people in all walks of life who say to me, except politicians. I haven't heard from any politicians yet. <laughs> I've heard from um, uh, teachers. I've heard from coaches. I have a coach in Indiana, a a basketball coach, who uses a page out of my book for every meeting he has with his with his um, his players. And and so I'm getting all this information. I'm saying, wait a minute. I originally wrote the book for people in business, mm-hmm. but it does apply to everybody. Anybody who has to influence the thinking and behavior of other people is a leader. So why don't we then um, tell everyone how to be a better leader, no matter what their role is? Um, you know, it's funny, right? Because we have spoken in the past, George, yeah. and I remember talking about the previous book, and it was all around business. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I I couldn't agree more just that it thing, is yeah. for, I mean who the hell do these people think they are right that these leadership secrets are only for someone in business they're for everyone they're for everybody I yeah. get it it's great I mean unless you're right. living like in a cave you need the book right because everyone needs everyone. to be a leader at one time or another and no matter what we do I mean you're always leading if you're interacting with other people you have to motivate inspire and still trust I mean all of that well I have a couple of takeaways from the book from today already right okay um, let's see if I could remember what they were you know when you were talking about praise right I agree a hundred percent there's condescending praise and then there's praise right so i i make the line now of well let's go by the results if you know if you're delivering results then that would be acceptable praise that's how i look at it in other words good job this was delivered uh, or great report card right mm-hmm. um and it kind of right. raises the bar on both sides mm-hmm. um it helps me expect uh, raise my expectations, and it helps the other person try to deliver. Do you not? You're looking at me like what? No, I, no, I'm I'm actually agreeing with you. Um, no, I, it's very important uh, because yeah, we don't want to just praise for the sake of praise, especially in the office because that's a turnoff, right? It is. It is. Yeah. But I think it's more of a turnoff for kids. I mean, you hear that all the time. I, you know, you hear the parents all running around. Good job. Good job. You know, it just doesn't yeah. ring so hollow. But George, the, the, biggest, anymore, yeah. uh, the biggest takeaway for me, um, it's sort of like an epiphany, right? The, the thought manager and the people manager. And as you can see from what we do and all, what we talk about in our commercials, we're more on the people side. Right. We kind of coach the emotion. Um, mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the thought um, leader is an idiot. Right. Like in my in the blog sure. sense. Right. Um, right. But I understand that now. So collaboratively, um, I need to work with that thought leader as well. So we need to do that analysis. Is this on the thought side or on the people side? 
Very, right. very cool analogy. Well, it's interesting. I, I gave a speech recently at a local university here about this, and their eyes just went wide open that they went, oh, my God, I never thought about this. Here's the I drew analogies, and I gave examples of people uh, who are thought leaders versus people leaders. Uh, I'm not going to get into the politics of it, but our President Obama is a good thought leader. Ronald Reagan was a good people leader. And, and if you think about how they how they both deal with, say, for, for example, Congress, President Reagan dealt with Tip O'Neill very closely because he knew the only way he was going to get ideas implemented was if he had Congress on his side. Uh, thought leaders don't necessarily think about how to implement. How do I get there? And and that's what we need to be. We, we As I said earlier, a 21st century leader now needs to be both a thought leader and a people leader. Give me, let me give you another example. Look at Apple or uh, Twitter or Facebook. These are 21st century companies because the, the leaders of those companies are both thought leaders and people leaders. Do you know that, uh, I believe it's at uh, Apple, that when one of their employee dies, one of their employees dies, they, they give the surviving family members ten, uh, half of that person's pay for 10 years. Wow. That is yeah. incredible. How about over at Facebook, they have 24-hour-a-day open cafeteria, free food, gourmet food yeah. for their employees. No, that's interesting. So in, in the corporate world, right, if I was a shareholder, I would want to invest in that company. I would be proud of that company, right? Right. Oh so, uh, you know, I get it. Um, excellent stuff. They're treating people, they are treating people with respect. They honor them. They show them how much value they are to the organization. Now, they all have great ideas, right? I mean, their yep. mm -hmm. leadership is strong, <laughs> but they're also very good people leaders. That's what we need more of. I, I hope that my book and, and things like you're doing can reach out to people in business especially, but in all walks of life, to say, you know something? If we treat people better and we have good ideas, we are going to do really, really well. We are going yep. to exceed all expectations. Uh, no, I agree. Great, great job. Great book. Leadership21.biz. Um, George, please come back. We uh, always love when you're here. We learn a lot. Yes, we do. Um, uh, we're well, out of time, you. unfortunately, but thank you so much. Um, well, thank you, and I enjoy your commercials. I'm, uh, I have two <laughs> dogs, so I, I like the last commercial. About, uh, ah, excellent. About that was a good one. Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks yeah. so much, George. Take care. Thanks, George. Have a great day. Thank you, guys. Uh, just one more time, everyone, leadership21.biz. George is a great guy. It's a fantastic book, and I strongly recommend it. Yeah, and then, and again, the name of his book is Leadership Secrets for Everyone, Being a 21st Century Leader. Whew. Okay, E, I guess that does it for this week. And, it does. Uh, and just to remind everyone, replays are always available at TalkZone.com. So have a great week, everyone. Good night. Bye.